This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, we got a lot of NBA stories here to get into. I want to start off with this. By the way, just a quick update here. The Jazz taking on the Suns. It's a good game in the Western Conference. Number one versus number two in the West. What does that really mean? It means that uh, some teams got a lot of injuries. That's the reality of the situation. But give Phoenix, give Utah a ton of credit. Look in the standings here. How much of a difference here? Two and a half games, Phoenix and Utah. Um 34-43, Suns with a nine-point lead against the Jazz there in the second quarter. Um, one of the stories I want to start off with, so Isaiah Thomas, Curtis, how kind of interesting was this? You had Isaiah Thomas and DeMarcus Cousins both signing 10-day contracts, both getting opportunities yesterday. We watched Isaiah Thomas uh, with New Orleans. I think he ended up with 10 points. DeMarcus had four points. Two players that have had injuries just completely alter their career. Two guys that you thought were going to get big-time money and now are scrounging for 10-day contracts to be a part of the NBA. Kind of a shock of a surprise here, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's good everyone's getting a chance, though. I mean, before these last couple of years, I think you can kind of put Derrick Rose in that situation for a little bit, too. It's yeah, good, you know, it's a good point. Everyone loves a good redemption story and deserves another chance. But IT's been out a really long time, hasn't he? IT's been out a long time. He did do some work for uh, the USA national team, but he's been out for a while. I, I actually don't even remember you know, his first game back, but I, I remember prior to his game yesterday, said he's feeling... 102%, I think he said, with his hip injury. Remember, this guy had a chance. He even got some MVP votes a few years back. I mean, that's how great of a season he was having with the Boston Celtics. And it's all kind of gone downhill for, for him there, just from a, a basketball perspective, what I'm referring to because of the injuries. And then DeMarcus Cousins, the same thing. So here he is now, a 10-day contract for DeMarcus Cousins, a 10-day contract for Isaiah Thomas. Let's see what happens with both of these guys. Um I want to, you know, this has been kind of something that's interesting. You're kind of starting to hear some chatter here about the Brooklyn Nets. Let me play this here real quick. Kendrick Perkins was talking about the Brooklyn Nets who uh, won today 139 to 111. You have James Harden that's out, but KD came back, so it's kind of interesting. KD was out from 23 games, same amount of games that uh, Anthony Davis has been out for, but. Um, but James Harden all of a sudden is now out, and he's going to miss at least 10 days with his hamstring injury. Take a listen to Kendrick Perkins because this is something – Kendrick Perkins was on the jump. This is something that I'm just kind of starting to hear more chatter about is some question marks around the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, look, they are going to weather the, the, the injuries in the regular season, but I do have concerns because 
The playoffs are in the near future, and one thing that you have to have is chemistry. We all know that James Harden and Kyrie and KD could go out there and get buckets at any given time, but the chemistry is for the others, how they're going to fit in. Because I'm watching Jeff Green, who's playing phenomenal right now, Joe Buckets, Joe Harris, whatever you want to call him, he's putting in work right now. So to have the big three all together at one time, is going to affect the others. I want to see how that's going to be because you need the chemistry. You need guys being stars in a role, knowing when they're going to get the ball, knowing how to play off the ball, knowing each other, knowing guys' tendencies and things to that nature. So the way that the Bucks are playing right now, the way that the 76ers are looking, I mean, you know, they have to have their chemistry because the Nets are not a clear-cut favorite to come out of the Eastern Conference. Got to be honest. I, I don't, I don't, I am so on the opposite side of that. I mean, here's Brooklyn. With Kevin Durant missing 23 games, they are tied for the best record in the Eastern Conference. KD missed 23 games, tied for the best. Kyrie's been in and out of that lineup as if, uh, you know, he just kind of comes and goes as he pleases. It it almost seems like. Still got the best record in the East. Now James Harden's going to be out for 10 days. Maybe those 10 days, maybe that's strategic too. You know what? Let's just take let's take our time with James Harden. Let's be smart about this. I get chemistry, no question about it. Curtis, they are by far the clear-cut favorites in the Eastern Conference and they've been doing this without KD. KD comes back. I I don't I don't see a question that this will be the uh obviously the team coming out of the East if they're healthy. No, I'm with you. I mean, if you really think about it, you could say the same thing about the Lakers, but it's a little obviously it's a little different since there's a lot more competition in the West. But it's you know, but like wait, when he mentions Milwaukee, as if Milwaukee's done anything the last couple of years to make you think that when the playoffs start, they're just going to wake up. No, no, they've actually been eliminated in the second round, um, and they haven't made noise. When you look at Philly, which Philly's a really nice team, they've never been there. It's not like Embiid has all this experience in the playoffs and in the NBA finals. You look at you look at the uh, the Brooklyn Nets. There's a lot of champions on that team. I, I guess I'm on a different boat. What what were you saying right there? Oh, even even Boston kind of is the same too. It's you know that every year there's like maybe one choice to come out of the East because it, it just shows how glaringly, you know, ba- wrongly balanced the the whole thing is. Well, I, listen, I, I'll just say this: at the end of the day. And I, I I truly believe this. I get it. Chemistry is a big part of it. I, I don't think that team's going to have chemistry issues. I think what they're going to have is defensive issues. Are they going to play defense? Do they have enough players that can play defense? Do they have enough size against a team like the Lakers? Um, let me play one more here. This is Stephen A. Smith talking about Brooklyn. He's kind of leaning towards Kendrick Perkins. I'm getting concerned because of the injuries, yes. I think that, first of all, major, major props to, to James Harden because, you know, when, when he's injured, he's injured. This is not a dude that loves to miss games. He doesn't miss many games. That's just not what he does. Uh, you know, but I think that when you look at the Brooklyn Nets, my only concern about the Brooklyn Nets is primarily themselves. Now, obviously, that comes with the attachment that if you're worried about them imploding, then obviously you have to look at teams like the Milwaukee Bucks and Philadelphia 76ers and an outside chance with the Miami Heat and take it a little bit more seriously. Because I'm still wondering, as I said weeks ago, what the hell is taking, you know, uh, uh, KD and AD so long to get back? Um, certainly, you know, the playoffs are the priority. What happens in June and July, it's what it's all about. We all understand that. But in the same breath, 
you just look at this team in terms of chemistry, cohesiveness, and what have you, and you kind of wonder when these guys are going to come back and play some games. Um, and, you know, one minute you hear that he's on his way back and he could be ready to go. Another time you don't see that at all. The truly great teams can, for the most part, but you never know when a potential hiccup may occur. It's not about the other teams. It's about them. And I wonder about it sometimes, to be quite honest with you. All right, that's Stephen A. Uh, on first take a little bit earlier today. So the chatter around Brooklyn, I'll make it very simple. It's very similar to the Lakers, like you mentioned, Curtis. If these squads are healthy, it is only going to be a surprise if Brooklyn's not in the finals. If the Lakers are healthy, it will only be a shock if they're not in the finals. And then – let the two best teams in the league duel it out. Um, I think obviously that'd be a great matchup. So that's, uh, I, I guess I'm less concerned about Brooklyn as some of the other analysts are talking about. They have some concerns with Brooklyn. They're healthy. They're going to be there. Um, okay. So ESPN does this annual ranking of the top 25 players under 25 years old. I did this with Michael Thompson yesterday. Thought this was interesting. Um, they rank the top five under 25. And I do feel I feel like there is a strategy game plan here by ESPN. All right, if we can get these people to think and to put a name in there that you can make a case could be top five, but the reality is he's not top five yet. Everyone will talk about him. I think that's what this ranking is. Did you see this uh, this ranking, Curtis? Yeah, I did, and uh, I I do know actually one. Uh, one analyst that was upset by someone who was not put in there, which might have been a kind of a big – not sure about that one, but I did see it. Okay, so Luka Doncic, one. Zion, two. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, four. Jason Tatum, five. I skipped three. LaMelo Ball, they got three. Uh, LaMelo should not be in the top five. Um, fantastic player, fantastic rookie year. LaMelo Ball is not um, more important or better than Devin Booker. Um, LaMelo Ball is not more important than Ben Simmons. De'Aaron Fox should not be in front of Devin Booker. So there's some question marks. I mean, even Brandon Ingram. How are you going to have Brandon Ingram number 11? You're going to have De'Aaron Fox, Shea Gilgis Alexander in front of Brandon Ingram? Um, I don't think so, personally. But uh, but I love when they do these rankings because all it does is get sports talk radio shows like this to uh, to start, uh, start running their mouth of what the heck is going on here, how is that possible, all that stuff obviously always goes on. By the way, quick shout-out here, Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive through oil change. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for locations and coupons today. Takes about 15 minutes. Uh, they're one of our newer sponsors here to uh, Lakers Talk, so we greatly appreciate it. Just pull up, drive in, and drive out in less than 15 minutes, right about 15 minutes. Um, okay, final uh, NBA story that I want to get into. So we actually have a date here that – actually, let me let me back up here. There was an article that came out that NBA expects arenas to allow fans at full capacity next season. All right? Full capacity next season. Um, there's a partnership with a company called Clear. So Clear is known for expediting security process at airports. You, you might have seen them there at airports. So they're going to help out with COVID-19 screening technology that they have and everything else. Um, this is my question to you, uh, Curtis. You ready for you ready for all this? Are you ready for like to get into arenas that are 20,000 people, go to a concert, go to a festival, something like that? Are you ready for that in the next Three, not, three not four really. months or so? I mean, I was kind of the person that even when everything was normal, kind of avoided some of those uh, yeah. s- sort of things. But, I mean, you and I were talking about it, pro- I think, earlier today. It's just like 
it's a little too quick, man. I don't think see, I'm ready. <laughs> like, like we went from absolutely nothing to, yeah. hey, we're good. It's fine. It's, I don't know, man. It's, it's a little too, I get it. We're all, you know, everyone's caged up and well, ready to get out there. But. but think about it too. I mean, it's crazy. Different parts of the country. Was it in Texas? Was it the Rangers yeah. that had? 40,000 people. Bro, I'm not ready for that. No. I'm not because, no. by the way, it's not even just because of COVID-19. It's mentally, I've been trained for a year plus, stay away from people, wear a mask, get no close, don't shake hands, don't this. And then it's like, boom, no, you're back in it. It's like, nah, I need I need, I need to slowly work my way. So there was, a, there was a, a report last week. It's actually a perfect transition. There was a report last week, if you remember, Um Lakers going to have some type of percentage of fans back. I don't know how many how many fans are going to have, but that's going to start April 15th against Boston, right? How great is that? By the way, for somebody I'm telling you right now who's been at every single Lakers home game this season, um, I cannot tell you how weird it is being at Staples and how important it is to get fans back. And obviously, you want to see fans back in arenas for the players and the competition. I think it's a big thing as well. I've heard you know, certain players talk about it, how Lakers have a worse record at home than they do on the road. I, I honestly think there's a reason for it. There's no energy at Staples. But let's say they let in 10% of the fans back. Right, Curtis? I feel like I'm, I could ease my way back into it, but I'm not ready for just, boom, there's everybody. Yeah, I think uh, this state's a little different, obviously, than some of the other ones that are doing a little much. But, you know, I think there, it's a good sign, too, that that same day, the 15th, is also when everybody in this state can get vaccinated. So I think it's uh, – mm. I, I think there's is no that, Is that the date, April 15th? 15th, everyone over 16 can, can get, a, get a shot. So I, I think it's hand-in-hand, hand, but All right, I think know, I'm maybe next. ease ourselves in a little bit, you know? I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to get it done here in the next week or so. I'll be fully vaccinated next time we do Lakers talk, okay. whatever that is. All right. Um, all right, that's our, our top NBA stories. Um, okay, Laker fans, I got a question. Big deal or not, having to play in this play-in tournament, is that a big deal? If the Lakers fall back into that play-in tournament, when we come back, let me kind of explain the structure. There was a good article yesterday on ESPN.com um, that just kind of goes through all the details of the play-in tournament. I got some question marks about the structure of this thing. And Jalen Rose on NBA Countdown was talking about uh, Lakers potentially having to play in this thing. I'll give you my thoughts on it as well. If you want to be a part of the show, 877-710-ESPN. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Trevor Lane of Lakers Nation coming up here at uh, 8.30. Thank you for uh, tuning in. Appreciate Jovan Buha of The Athletic coming on in the 7 o'clock hour. Um, okay, so I know we never thought this would be a reality, but it could very well be a reality. The play-in tournament, these play-in games to get in the playoffs. So if you don't know how this works – a little confusing. It's it's not what I thought it was. I think it's different from what it was in the Orlando bubble. So yesterday, Michael and I are talking, and Michael is saying in the pregame show, he's saying, "Yeah, Lakers got to win. I think they'll go sixteen and five in their playoff run, and they'll win another championship." I'm like, Michael, you probably have to win more than sixteen games. He's like, "No, you just need sixteen wins." I'm like, "All right, well, 
playing tournament, right? If you get in one of those, now you got to win an extra game, maybe an extra, yeah, you'd have to win an extra game. Okay, so let me kind of explain how this works. Very simple. Number seven seed will play the number eight seed. Winner of that game is in. Number nine seed will play the 10 seed. Winner of that game plays the loser of seven and eight. And then those two will go at it for the final playoff spot for number eight. So basically, if you're number nine or 10, you got to win two in a row to get in. If you're seven or eight, you just got to win one. Um, You know, what's interesting about this is there is no, okay, you have to be within three games of the seventh seed or the eighth seed. You have to be some kind of window in order to still have to play in this playing tournament, again, opportunity to play in this playing tournament. You could be the number seven seed and have a five-game lead over the number eight or a six, seven game lead over nine or 10, and you could still potentially not make the playoffs. That's what this playing tournament is all about. Um, so that's kind of the structure of it. I, I think I love the concept of a playing tournament. You know, I'm going to be watching those games, and I think there's a lot of excitement to looking at the, at the bottom of the playoff standings and every game matters. We've been in this position before as Laker fans where you knew you didn't have a shot at the playoffs. And now you're all you're thinking about is okay, lottery. Let's get a good pick. Keep the rebuilding process going. You you got D'Angelo Russell. You got Lonzo Ball. You got Brandon Ingram. You got three number two picks over the course of three years. Um, those days have obviously changed. And uh, but there are going to be teams in that. It does make that exciting if you're on the fringe of number ten and you're trying to get in, or you're sitting at eight or whatever the case is. We're going to now pay attention towards the bottom of the standings. Jalen Rose on NBA Countdown. Take a listen to him of talking about potentially a playing game for the Lakers. Wide is kept. Their schedule is extremely tough. Yeah. One of the toughest remaining in the league. I say it's like a 30% chance the Lakers in the playoffs. Are you breaking up? They play in. I, I really it, it's not the a Jalen Rose power index says <laughs> a 30% chance that the Los Angeles Lakers will be in the play-in tournament. Okay. I actually did some work today. <laughs> and I looked at their schedule. You got with your numbers, people. And usually <laughs> when you plan, you like win, win, loss, loss. You try to be humble. I was like, loss, loss. <laughs> like, that's a tough game. Like, when is AD coming back again? Uh-huh. When is LeBron coming back again? In all honesty, I think the Lakers can't avoid the play-in scenario. Yeah. But, however, this next 20 or so games are going to be crucial to seeing whether they're going to be a part of it or not. I don't think it's crucial. I really don't. Um, Yes, I want to see the Lakers get healthy. Yes, it would be nice to avoid a 7 or an 8. But to be honest with you, I don't even think it matters. You know, I'm starting to hear this, and and I've heard this over the last couple of weeks as well. You don't want to be a 7 or an 8. You don't want to be in that position where uh, now all of a sudden you got to win one game to uh, to get into the tournament, to get into the playoffs. Does it really matter if you're the Lakers? I don't think it matters. I mean, let, let me just kind of explain who's in 7 and 8 right now. Dallas and Memphis. Let's say Lakers fell all the way to 7 and now you got one game against Memphis, you have to win that game or you have to win one game versus the Spurs or the Golden State Warriors if you lost the game to Memphis. Does it really matter? It really doesn't matter. Like honestly, um I, I look at this playing tournament and I don't think it means anything either way for the Lakers because uh, if, if if this team is obviously whole and if LeBron ended up coming back later than we thought and they do drop to the seventh seed or something along those lines, um, who cares who they play? That's kind of how I've that's kind of how I look at the entire playoffs now. I, I guess up to this point, 
kind of have started looking at the playoffs very simply for the Lakers. Um, and I and I talked about it a little bit earlier in the show that I thought this might actually work out towards the Lakers' benefit. It could work out. I mean, this this could work towards the Lakers' benefit as you got every other team out there in the West fighting for a playoff spot. The Lakers aren't doing that. And then you got every other star logging in big minutes in the regular season. Obviously, the Lakers stars are not logging in big minutes. AD has not played a game since February 14th. Uh, LeBron's been out since March 20th. Drummond has played 14 minutes since February 12th, using those guys as examples. So I, I'm I'm not one to look at that playing tournament as oh my gosh, you gotta stay away from the playing tournament. Watch out for that playing tournament. No, the Lakers will be fine. I mean, if 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 health is not there, then there's already an issue, and and that's going to eventually be the downfall of the Lakers. But if health is there, yeah. I, I, I think I'm okay with that playing tournament. Uh, pack your victory dance and go all in on fun at Harris Resort SoCal. From dining to unwinding, fun is a sure bet at the best resort in Funner, California. Looking for a getaway, you just want to get out for a couple of days, take the family or take your wife or something along those lines. Start planning your trip by visiting harrissocal.com. harrissocal.com. Take advantage. They got, uh, I mentioned, the trifecta of pools, 1,600 slots. They got that. Uh, SoCal's first top golf swing suite, HarrisSoCal.com. If you're uh, HarrisSoCal.com, if you're looking for a uh, a getaway. Um, okay, before we get to Trevor Lane of Lakers Nation. By the way, uh, Trevor, um, haven't had him on actually in a little bit, but uh, one of my favorite guys to have on. As big of a Laker fan as you're going to meet, uh, Curtis. I I went out and uh, it's been a while since I've done this. Went out and um. Shot around today. Just went out to an outdoor hoop. You know, now they're starting to put the rims back on these outdoor uh, outdoor hoops and these parks that had the rims down for a long time. All of a sudden, you're starting to see it again. Um, it's pretty ugly out there, man. I have a basketball that I'm using that's incredibly lopsided, a little bit flat. Just been sitting in my uh, sitting in the trunk, and uh, let's just say that's not helping my current jump shot situation. Just a little bit of wind, a little bit of wind. Everything just gets thrown off. Um, don't encourage you to come to the outdoor hoop that I use today. It's, it's a little, little rough out there. Yeah, there's still some. Uh, you know, there's a park by me where they literally uh, put caution tape around stuff, like benches and stuff, so you can sit there. Still but, not letting anybody in. They're they're starting to, but it's you know it's you don't see a lot of people out there. Regardless, even I you used to be, be on the weekend and you know oh, see a bunch of people out there, but it's yeah, it's just kinda... not committed. You know what I mean? I was running wind sprints out there. I mean, playoffs are coming up. I, I don't know what people are thinking out there, but uh, you got important times coming. Okay, uh, Trevor Lane, Lakers Nation, coming up next. We'll continue talking about the Lakers, start previewing the Lakers in the heat a little bit. Uh, I want to get uh, Trevor's thoughts also on these next nine games. What's a good uh, What's a good target for the Lakers here, schedule-wise? How can they – nine games, nine straight games against teams that are in a playoff position. This is in the East and in the Western Conference. We'll do that all coming up next. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. 
Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. All right, this is a perfect segue. When I when I watch Montrez Harrell getting thrown out of a game, uh, immediately I think of Trevor Lane from Lakers Nation, same type of aggression, uh, same type of attitude. Trevor, welcome to the show. Thank you for uh, taking some time <laughs> taking some time here. What's going on? Hey, Alan, thanks. And that's that's probably the best introduction I've ever had. So so credit to you. That was that was phenomenal, man. <laughs> uh, Tra- Trev, it's, it's funny because you know here we are. Um, and it, fe- it feels like probably once a month you and I reconnect and we see how things are going Lakers-wise. Man, isn't it crazy? We're we're close to a month now. We have probably about a month and I want to say a week, maybe 10 days left of the regular season, potentially a play-in tournament. Well, just what do you think overall, the Lakers' position, where they're at, um, You know, obviously also keeping in mind that guys like LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Andre Drummond – from a rest perspective, have got plenty of rest and hopefully will come back, obviously, prior to the playoffs. But what, what's your overall thoughts? I mean, it, it's definitely flown by. Now that we're here and we're definitely staring down the, the playoffs, it's amazing that uh, that it's gone by so quickly. But with that being said, you know, like you mentioned, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, they should be rested up. Andre Drummond got plenty of rest as well. But So, so then the question becomes not so much one of, of rest and more of, chemistry can these guys develop the type of chemistry they need in such a short amount of time before the playoffs begin i mean we're talking about what a little over a month until it's uh it's winter go home time and so that's going to be the big question now when can these guys get back out on the court and can they develop the chemistry quickly enough to make a major impact here in the playoffs and win number 18 bring it home to los angeles yeah well trev i will tell you this and and we're not going to know about um Mark Stein had put out a really good article earlier today from the New York Times, and he said, hey, you know what, maybe maybe by the time this road trip is done, Anthony Davis may be coming back. Yesterday we heard, and we actually saw Andre Drummond put a uh, post on Instagram, might get us some Andre Drummond tomorrow against the Miami Heat. LeBron, we'll still, we'll still see if, if it's you know another month or whatever the case is. We'll just have to wait. Um, I, I know the standings haven't met much or haven't meant much, and I know – that when you look at these specific teams, I guess you could say Lakers are fighting something different than some of the other teams in the Western Conference. Is there a team you'd like to avoid in the first round? I put out this question. I've got it all. I've got Denver they want to avoid. I've got Laker fans making an argument for the Clippers, the Suns. Uh, I've had somebody mention Utah. If you can avoid a team in the first round, who, who would you like to avoid? Sure. I mean, look, look. Bravado aside, I would, I would love to just say it doesn't matter. The Lakers will beat whoever they. I had plenty of those too. I I had, I had plenty. Yeah, (laughs) I've seen, I've seen a lot of that. But just in terms of of on the court basketball, the team that I would like to avoid, as much as it pains me to say, is is the Clippers, Hmm. and that's just because of the the matchup difficulties they can present with their two high scoring wings. Uh, I want to make sure that LeBron has his legs under him, Anthony Davis as well have those guys clicking at a very, very high level because I think that's a team that won't allow you to make very many mistakes. You've got a team like, say, the Phoenix Suns, or yes, they've got Chris Paul, but they have a lot of other guys who don't have a ton of, of playoff experience that will probably let, let you off the hook a little bit more if you make some mistakes. The Denver Nuggets obviously have, uh, have been haunted by the Lakers for, for quite some time now. 
And, and so you've got some other teams out there that I feel like would be a better matchup to see in the first round. So I think the Clippers, as excited as we all would be to see a L.A. versus L.A. matchup, just in terms of on-the-court basketball, I think that's the team that I'd rather wait until later to play once LeBron, A.D., Andre Drummond, whoever else hopefully is, is really clicking here in the playoffs. Uh, senior writer for Lakers Nation, Trevor Lane, taking some time to uh, join Lakers Talk. Uh, Trev, you put out, and you, you do this obviously uh, very often for uh, Lakers Nation, you put out a good video on Ben McLemore, Andre Drummond, those two additions to the Lakers. Um, wh- what do you think? Now that the dust has kind of settled here, Lakers have, Coach pretty much has 13 players that he can go to at any time, and he'll have the ability to play big, play small, play fast, slow things down literally has the menu in front of him that Palenka in the front office has put together. Why is Ben McLemore, Andre Drummond, uh, why are they, Why are those good additions, and, and how do you think they'll impact? Oh, they're great additions, and it's because of their skill set. It's because heading into the buyout period, we said, you know, coming out of this, the ideal situation would be the Lakers at shooting and the Lakers add more of a, a true rim-protecting big. And I think you've got the best player on the buyout market, period, in Andre Drummond, a guy that a lot of teams wanted. And so you land him, bring him in. Now, ideally, the Lakers would have found like a 6'7", 6'8", wing out there, maybe like a Trevor Ariza or somebody like that on the buyout market. I think that would have been their their choice, number one. But Ben McLemore can shoot the ball, especially from the corners. This guy can shoot the ball. He's only 6'3", so you're not going to go have him defend Kawhi or, or anything like that. But he can give you some of that shooting that the team has needed. So if you look at, at what the Lakers went into the buyout market looking for, it's it's check mark and check mark. I think they accomplished both of those goals by adding these guys. And to your to your bigger point, for Frank Vogel, this gives him two more arrows in the quiver to pull from. And he already proved the Lakers coaching staff already proved that last year in the playoffs they can make the correct decisions. They can evaluate the opponent and they can find the right pieces to put in to counter whatever the opponent is throwing at them. You look at at Marquise Morris starting in the second round against the Rockets. You look at Alex Caruso coming in game six of the NBA Finals, and the Lakers turn to him as a starter. The coaching staff, if you give them a number of different different skill sets to choose from, they will make the correct choice, and they will find ways to get wins. And so that's what I like here, that you're giving the coaching staff as many different skill sets as possible to pull from, and then you're letting Frank Vogel, the rest of the coaches, make some decisions out there. And I think that in the long run, this is going to be a really, really nice pair of signings here for the Lakers. Trevor Lane, uh, senior writer for Lakers Nation, taking some time to join Lakers Talk. Um, Trev, you know, the next nine games, so, so you got Miami tomorrow, but this this next stretch of nine games are all against playoff teams um, and listen, I'm not saying they're all powerhouses. Knicks and Charlotte are in the mix. Boston is in the mix. And, and those are three teams in the Eastern Conference that have pretty much played average basketball all season. Uh, but you got Utah twice. Dallas is playing good basketball. Of course, Miami and Brooklyn. What, what, what do you expect over these nine games? I, I was talking about the way I started off the show. I, I thought Lakers have won four of their last six games. I know it doesn't tell the full story, but I, I think the role players – Listen, they're doing everything they can, and there's only so much they can do. They're, there's a reason why they are role players, and you'll have a game where they all step up like yesterday against Toronto or that game against the Sacramento Kings where they hit their shots, they hit their threes, that momentum is there. They're playing good defense. It turns into offense. This is you got some true competition in these nine games. What, what do you expect over that stretch? 
I mean, obviously, we, we would love to see the Lakers step up and be able to pull in a few wins here. Uh, how many? That That's going to be tough. Look, so far, they've capitalized on beating the non-playoff teams. And that's exactly what you would want at this point. I mean, you want them to step up against non-playoff teams because, frankly, right now, without LeBron and Anthony Davis, if they're going up against top-tier clubs, they probably just don't have the firepower. Yeah. Even if everybody is clicking on all cylinder, cylinders, they probably just don't have the firepower to take down those teams right now. So that makes it that much more important that they really show up for the winnable games. And so far, they've done that to, to a greater extent. But, yeah, you're right. Looking ahead at the schedule, it's tough. It's going to be a, a real challenging one. And so that means that any games where they can stay close, you're going to need to see some guys really step up and, and take it to the next level. And we're talking about, you know, maybe a Dennis Schroeder going for 30 or something, something like that. Montrez Harrell having a big game. Kyle Kuzma, certainly another guy who can step up for you. It's going to take somebody taking their game to the next level in addition to all of these other guys playing their role and doing the things that they need to do, which, you know, it's not really what they were brought in to do. These guys were brought in to play alongside LeBron James and alongside Anthony Davis. And now they're being asked to do different things out there out of necessity. And so that's where you get some of this, you know, disjointed play out there on the floor. But for the Lakers, if they can pick up a few wins, that's going to go a long way towards treading water and keeping them from slipping too far, particularly when you look towards the end of the month. April 26th, April 20, uh, I'm sorry, April 22nd and 24th, those two games against the Mavericks who are mm. chasing the Lakers right now, those ones are going to be particularly important if you can get a couple of wins there. That would go a long way towards keeping the Lakers out of the, the play-in games that you see with a 7 or 8 seed. Trev, do you think the, the play-in tournament, I was just actually making a case before you uh, joined the show, I was making a case that I get it. It's not ideal. You don't want to be in that playing tournament, but I also don't think it's that big of a deal. I, I think if Lakers are in that position and they have to play Memphis or they have to play uh, in that second game, hypothetically, you lost the first game. You, you now you're in a one and done, and you got to play the Spurs or something along those lines. I just don't think I, I don't think Lakers are going to be in that position. But even if they're in the seven and they have to win one to just solidify number seven, I think they'll do it. Are you worried about that playing tournament just because it's such a – this isn't a seven-game set. You lose two games in a row and you're out. Yeah, I'm not I'm not too worried. But, again, you do you do have that, that – uh, Anything that can happen. Anything can happen mm-hmm. in, in one game, right? I mean, we see it in, in, the, in March Madness, the NCAA tournament. One hot game from a player – can can knock you out and so that's that's the danger but i think you're right ultimately the lakers would, would be fine and you might even be able to alan make an argument that they're better off if they wind up in that seventh seed because then you would get based on the standings right now this may change but based on the standings right now that would yeah, be a first round matchup with the suns mm-hmm. instead of the clippers so i think it's going to be really interesting to see how this all plays out and to see if any of these teams at the top do a little bit of kind of, I don't know if we want to call it reverse tanking, to try to avoid having to play the Lakers in the first round. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how things all shake out over the last few weeks here. Uh, Trevor Lane, senior writer for Lakers Nation, taking some time to join Lakers Talk. Trev, you, you keeping uh, keeping track in the Eastern Conference? What what have you, uh, I'm just curious to get your thoughts on this. There was some chatter, I, I, I heard it today, there were some concerns about the Brooklyn Nets and is this team going to have enough time to chemistry and gel and everything else? Where do you stand on Brooklyn? I, I'm not one to uh, – I've, I've kind of been one to say that they're healthy. Yeah, that's that's the team to be in the Eastern Conference. you think Philly or Milwaukee's got a legitimate shot against them? 
I think they do. I think they have a shot, and that's because both of those teams are so good defensively, and that's where Brooklyn really struggles. And so in the playoffs, when the games slow down, the argument would be that, that well, defense right wins championships. So if you're the Bucks, if you're the 76ers, and you have a, a very strong defense, ultimately that is going to win out over a very, very good offense, which is what the Brooklyn Nets have. Now, again, though, the, the Nets offense is so incredibly good with James Harden and Kevin Durant and, of course, Kyrie Irving. Um, you've got these three guys that, that can just on their own take over a game. Maybe that winds up just being something that, that you can't get past, but I don't think that they are unbeatable by any means. I think the 76ers, I think the Bucks definitely have a, a legitimate shot here. Um, that being said, Brooklyn does look very, very good. They look very strong, uh, and I think they are the team to beat, but I won't say they're unbeatable. Uh, Trev, just heads up, I did go outside today and shoot around at a local uh, park. Um, I have not shot around in – I shot around for one quick second a couple weeks ago. Uh, let's just say it's uh, it's been a while. I don't know about you. I don't know if you're going out to any local uh, parks and saying, let me get that jump shot back. Uh, not looking pretty for me. Just uh, that's what that's what COVID, uh, being a, away from a gym and a basketball hoop, has done for me in the last year plus. Uh, your jumper's still Alan, there? you've got a leg up on me. No, <laughs> you, you've got a leg up on me then, because I have not shot a basketball in way, way too long. It's probably over – yeah, it is. It's, it's got to be over a year at this point since I have shot a basketball. So if you and I ever really set up yeah. this game, yeah, supposedly, we've yeah. been saying it's going to be bad. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really, really bad basketball, but maybe that's what the people want. I don't know. We'll just do it like a podcast where it's just audio only. So we'll just tell them. We'll just <laughs> tell them what it what it sounded like. Uh, Trev, great stuff, bud. Thank you for uh, thank you for taking the time, and uh, we'll do this again. Let's do it right before playoffs start. We'll get a chance to uh, connect again and see where the Lakers are. That's that sounds great. Thanks so much for having me, Alan. All right, Trev. That's uh, Trevor Lane, senior writer, Lakers Nation. Also uh, hosts the Lakers Nation podcast as well. Does a great job covering Lakers. So uh, make sure you go uh, follow him at Trevor underscore Lane. Um, coming up next, let's do our preview of the Lakers and the Miami Heat. Uh, that's the game coming up for tomorrow. Plus, uh, your closing five. You know, I keep hearing, and I've done this before, you got 13 rotational players for the Lakers. Andre Drummond just added. Ben McLemore just added. It's a good problem to have for coach. Who's your – Who's your? I, I don't care about the starting five because we kind of already know – but when push comes to shove, who do you think that closing five is going to be for the Lakers? We'll talk about that coming up next. Uh, and like I said, we'll continue to preview the Lakers and the Miami Heat for tomorrow. Take a look at some of the NBA scores around the NBA and uh, the NBA standings. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. Man, can we get our guys back? This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We haven't we haven't seen Anthony Davis play games since February fourteenth. I mean, there's only late there's only so many Laker talks and post game shows I could do, Curtis here without uh, without the big guns. Uh, how many do I got to do here? It's like we're waiting for Christmas every week. <laughs> 
All right, hopefully sooner than later. So word has it, Andre Drummond put out a post on uh, Instagram. Let me read off his exact post. Still missing a toenail. Love the details there. Still missing a toenail, but tomorrow night we're lit. So what that tells me uh, is we might get some Andre Drummond action tomorrow versus the Miami Heat. Um, Before I preview that game, Curtis, you have here on this, uh, we got our sound here that we've been playing all these different clips throughout the show. One of them says Shaq pays off man's engagement ring. What 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 is that right That's there? That's exactly what it is. I don't know. I don't know if I think this was last night. Okay. Um some video came out of Shaq basically buying this uh paying off this guy's uh engagement ring. I, mm-hmm. I think he's you know one of those layaway things. Mm-hmm. But you know he, he was more like, "Oh, I do this all the time." Like it was nothing to him, but it's it's just kind of cool cuz uh he he was like, you know, I wasn't really trying to talk about or anything. It came out, but so it's is a this on? Cool story. Is this on TNT? He was on TNT retelling okay. the story because uh, let, uh, we got let, it all here. Let's hear Shaq uh, explain the story. Look at that! Shaq randomly <laughs> played for a young man's engagement ring. You know, you know what happened yesterday? When did this happen? This happened yesterday. So I was in looking. I was in Zales looking for some loop earrings. And I seen the guy with the blue shirt on. <laughs> yeah, you went to the mall and went to Zales. Wait, what? You told me to go to Piedmont Park. You're going to Zales? First of all, I have uh, I have a jewelry line at Zales. First of all. Oh, okay. Ooh, my bad. What my kind bad. of jewelry? Well, no, yeah. So anyway, I went in there to get some loop earrings, and I seen the guy come in. He was just so shy. He was saying, "Hey, how much do I owe to pay off my ring?" It was just, and I was like, "My man, how, how, how much is the ring?" And I'm not going to say the amount, but yeah. it's not enough to me. But I just, you know, and this is something that I do every day. The other day, me and my mom went furniture shopping. And this lady, uh, she had a autistic daughter. Mm. And, you know, she was also, you know, looking to pay for some furniture. And I just, I just took care of her. So I'm, I'm, into, I'm into making people happy. So whenever I leave the house, I just try to do a, a good deed. Like, I didn't mean, mean, mean for that to get out because I don't do it for that, but... Like the guy just came in and you know he's a hard, young kid. He's a hardworking guy. He's like, hey man, I can come back next month and the next like, lay away. Like he's, yeah, yeah. You know, he put some money down, but I was like, you know what? Tell your girlfriend I got to take care of it. At first he didn't want to take. It. He's like, man, I can't do that. I said, don't worry about it. I do it all the time. So. Mm. I'm just trying to make people smile. That's all. It's Shaquille O'Neal, man. What a G! And if you see the video, so he's you know the way he hands the Shaquille guy Shaquille really card, is the man. Yeah, he the, really really is the man. The way he hands this guy's card is like, oh yeah, I'm just picking up this water. Like it's just like, oh here's the card. He, he's <laughs> looking around or whatever. Water. It's like such a G. But you know, I heard Shaq talk about this. I want to say it was Shaq. I got to make sure 100. percent But there was an interview that I was listening to. Almost 100 percent it was Shaq, and it was Shaq talking about um, the worst business decision that he's ever made. The only reason why I'm bringing this up is because he's done such an amazing job off the court. Right. I mean, he's a he's a pitch man. Um, I'm fascinated with those, you know, listening to George Foreman talk about how the George Foreman grill kind of got created. And he's the face of, you know, obviously the grill. And he talked about the royalty checks that were coming in. This is all post his career. And there's a fascination with with these athletes, how much success they could have off the court. And there's only a few of them. Shaq is one of the best pitch men that are out there. Um, and think about all the different companies he represents. You know who who he turned down? He had a chance to invest with and uh, and turn down. Have you ever heard this story, Curtis? No. Um, Howard Schultz of Starbucks had reached out to him. This is a story that Shaq was telling. Uh, I think it's Mike Bessinger is the uh, interview that he was uh, that he was on, and he, he shares a story that uh, 
he uh, he said that um, he didn't think um, he didn't think people in his community um, would go to Starbucks. And then I think the next call Howard Schultz made was to Magic Johnson, and Magic obviously is known for investing in the Starbucks. But Shaq is uh, that's a good dude. Just no other way to put it. I mean, obviously he's a champion with the Lakers. He's a Hall of Famer. His jerseys, all that stuff. But off the court, his success has been unbelievable, and uh, it's kind of cool to see a, a story like that come out. Uh, Lakers got the Miami Heat tomorrow. A um, couple things let me just plug real quick. So right after this show, every time we're done with Lakers talk on 710 ESPN, um, right when we're done, I do another half hour, 45 minutes, a social show on ESPN Los Angeles, on my Twitter, YouTube, ESPN Los Angeles, their account. So I'm going to go do that uh, starting here right around 9 o'clock. So if you want more Lakers talk, you can do that. That will all be on video streaming as well. Tomorrow, Michael and I will have the pregame show coming up at uh, – it's going to be an early one tomorrow, so 3 p.m., and then tip-off will be set at uh, 4.30. Of course, as always, you guys can tune in the morning, Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, and Travis, so starting at 5 a.m. Um, I did mention I wanted to point out a couple of the scores. So – there's a big game going on in the Western Conference right now. The big game is the Suns and the Jazz. Jazz came back. Last I checked, they were down 11 going into the fourth quarter. It's 78-77, the Jazz with a uh, one-point lead. Lakers in that game tomorrow against the Miami Heat. Miami's weird, 26-25, and 25, kind of up and down. Um, they uh, they go on a streak where they'll win four in a row, then they'll lose four in a row. I, I actually do not understand the Miami Heat, but that's a tough game tomorrow. Victor Oladipo is obviously there. Hopefully the Lakers get Andre Drummond. You still got Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, um, Duncan Robinson. Tough game tomorrow against the Miami Heat. Let's see if the Lakers can go get another W. Laker fans, as always, greatly appreciate you guys tuning into the show. Uh, have a great rest of your night. Lakers Talk Social coming up next.